2: three to two presley gets the job done in the ninth and he leaves correa in the on deck circle and sends houston to the american league championship series for a matchup in the lone star state with the texas rangers congratulations to the houston astros punching another ticket seven straight to the alcs american league championship series they beat the twins Great stuff. Now they play the Rangers, Texas. You've never felt better about yourself. Yep, and we're only going to make you feel even better about yourself today because we have on Texas legend, Brock Holt. Brock Holt singing the praises of Nathan Ivaldi, singing the praises of his Rangers, where he grew up rooting for. Also a member of the unforgettable 2021 Texas Rangers team, which he kind of classified as single A, double A, maybe, but. Brock is always great, and he's on today. Also, want to make note, baseball isn't boring, at BB isn't boring, socials, Twitter, Instagram, Evan doing a great job. Also, fanduel.com slash boring, win, get free money, get more free money by winning, and you know who's on the verge of getting a lot, a lot of free money, is our guy, Pap. Jonathan Papobon is nine wins away after last night. Of $150,000. $150,000. He bet the Phillies to win the World Series. The Phillies, one win away from advancing to the NLCS to play the Arizona Diamondbacks. Speak of the Arizona Diamondbacks, I'm going to play this again for you. I know I played it yesterday on the BIB on the go, or BIB vault. The old, we we resurfaced Tori Lovello's interview. But I'm going to do it again because I love it so much. Here is Tory Lovello's speech that he gave to the Arizona Diamondbacks before the season.
1: We are who we are. We are not a big market team. We're not going to go out there, but we create from within. The opportunity is here. These we're, we're the boys that can go out there and do it together, and we fight together and pull on the same rope together every single day. Special things can happen, and I will continue to talk about that, and we embrace it. We embrace the challenge of playing inside of the NL West with a $100 million payroll compared to a $300 million payroll. Go ahead and buy your team. We're going to find a way to slug it out with you.
2: Let's go. Let's go. Let them buy their teams. All right. They beat the Dodgers. Diamondbacks moving on. See if they play the Phillies or the Braves. Well, like I said, we have Brock Holt on today. Brock's always great. it has been on a few different times. But we thought it was good because he has such a great perspective of the Rangers, and also of the guy. We talk so much about finding the get-on-my-back-boys get pitcher, the starting pitcher that you just know is going to get the job done. And there's no better example of that than Nathan Evaldi. We saw it once again the other night. And Brock, if I don't, if I don't, didn't need to tell you, or if I was just telling you that he's friends with Vivaldi, that he knew Evaldi, that he was teammates with Evaldi, if you need any proof of any of that, just listen to the end of this podcast where he gets texts from Evaldi during the podcast. So, obviously great stuff. So, rate, review, subscribe. We're marching through. It's been a great week. It's going to be, continue to be a great couple weeks heading into the World Series. And I also want to make note. Pour one out. The Godfather, Joe Kelly, season came to an end. Dodgers lose, like we said, to the Diamondbacks. We will have a very special tribute to the Godfather some point soon because what a year that he's gone through. Obviously, everybody knows that he launched this movement, this this saying, this podcast, really. And so he went through a lot this year, a lot. And he punctuated with... A bunch of 100 mile an hour fastballs and dominating for the Dodgers. So, hopefully, we'll have him on in the coming weeks. Let him, you know, be with his family, a family that's bigger than it was a year ago. And just, uh, we just want to say how much we appreciate Joe and how we really understand, like, what a great season and what a roller coaster of a season this guy had. If you ever want to see a baseball player, or I get an idea of how long a year is, or a season is, for any baseball player, reflect on Joe's year, ending up with a mural on a wall, and beginning, obviously, in Chicago. Anyway, so we'll get to that later, but today is another teammate of Joe's, is Brock Holt, Texas legend Brock Hull. Listen, I'm not from Texas, so we needed someone who was from Texas, and not only from Texas, A Texas legend. I mean, Davy Crockett. uh, Give me some other Texas legends. Yeah, who
3: else? Davy Crockett. um, (laughs) Nolan Ryan. I mean, Nolan Ryan's a good one. Nate
2: Ubaldi. Yeah, we're going to get to him. He's he's officially cemented himself as a Texas
3: legend. Yeah. Ubaldi and, and, um, I mean, I guess you got George Bush, you know. Yeah. George Bush is a Texan. Some people might not like him, but. Um, you know, yeah. you, you you get you get a little hairy, you get a ha- little hairy with those politicians, Rob. Yeah, that's, that's, that's
2: okay. we this is this is a politics free zone. oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And Brock Holt, those are the those, Brock those are the, Brock Holt is Texas legend in so many ways. Um, all right. Well, the people wanted it. The people the people demanded it. The baseballs and boring people wanted it, especially after what we witnessed in the Texas Rangers, their best moment in 12, 12 years? 12 years, right? Is that right? Oh, man. That's yeah, it's been time. a
3: while, and it's it's cool to see, man. It's um, Shoot, when I was there in 21, that was probably the worst team I've ever played on. Really? And, oh, dude, we were so bad. <laughs> and it, it's so cool to see because that stadium – Ballpark is is the nicest stadium in baseball by far. Um so to to see it like it was last night, you know, finally we were getting a home game. The Rangers have been on the road for eighty seven days, I think, now. So uh to finally get to see it packed and people were actually excited about Texas Ranger baseball it was, it was pretty cool. So but
2: to but wait, so when you were playing on that worst team ever, um I mean, the, you, you, it had just opened, like what the year before. They had the they had no, the play- so so the year yeah the playoffs were there, but
3: it wasn't. But there's was no
2: fans. Right? There's no fans.
3: No fans. They had fans. They had fans, but it was like every you know every other row and every sixth seat or whatever it was. Right. So it wasn't packed. Um, and we had some good crowds. Um, so the year I was there was the first year fans were allowed. And uh, first day, first opening. You know, we we opened up in Kansas City, but then opening day at home, we had a good crowd, um, and then we had some good crowds on the weekends. Um,
2: but but you didn't get a um, sense for you. Didn't, you couldn't get a sense for like, well, what would happen in that place? Like, it, no. So my so my
3: I tell people all the time, even when I was playing there, it's like the difference between a place like Texas and a place like boston where i you know where i spent most of my career it's like the atmosphere is different it was almost like people were coming to the games in texas as a get out of the house type thing like (laughs) like go to the like go to the movies especially especially with the new ballpark you know they didn't have to go and sweat their asses off you know outside (laughs) so it was actually like a lot nicer of a of an experience for them um but the fans would cheer when the the Jumbotron said, hey, get loud, you know. Um, and it was just kind of like an evening out. Um, but last night, it, it seemed like they were locked in and, and ready to go for pitch one. So and that's what it should be about, man. That's why that's why October baseball, playoff baseball is so much better than than yeah. the regular than the regular season, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's first of all, uh, we have to get right to it have you been asked to throw out the first pitch in the ALCS? I'm not, but I need to
3: reach out. I was just texting with, uh, so it's funny. I, um uh, I grew up obviously Texas Rangers fan, huge Michael Young fan. Like he's, he's probably my favorite all time flavor. Um, and I've gotten to know him over the years. Um, so I'm, I was texting with him. He's a special assistant now with the Rangers, uh, him and Ian Kinsler. So I was texting with them last night. And, um, but uh, I need to get probably probably Michael Young is a better a All better right. choice a better choice for a first pitch than than Brock. No, was, no, say. no. But, Are you kidding me? Uh, Let's go. Um, Let's but, go. Um, no, maybe they'll let me sing like the national anthem or something, or 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 the stars at night. I, or I don't. Bright, I, you know, in the I
2: don't. I mean, Brock, you can do a lot of things. I actually just the other day, just a few days ago, was the in five year anniversary of you making history the only postseason cycle ever um yeah that was uh october 8th i believe congratulations for that yeah so, so you can do a lot of things you hold a couple major league records slowest pitch Slowest only, pitch yeah only, there's only, a,
3: right there's been a, there's been a few there's been a few few cool moments in my in my career my lifetime so i'm 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 happy for those um, but yeah i think but I mean, obviously, all my buddies are Rangers fans. So you know, my best friend from back home, we 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 were t- talking last night during the game. We're texting; like everyone's fired up, man. Everyone's fired up for the Rangers. So, but um, my point was, I'm, go ahead. I'm scared. I'm scared, though. I'm rooting for the Twins and Vasquez to move on. Yeah. Um. You know, I think some some of the fans were chanting, "We want Houston. We want Houston," and that never turns out good. For whoever does that. So as, as baseball fans, we need to learn to kind of pipe down and, and, and stay in our lane and just let whatever happens happen because the we want chance, they never turn out good for, for the team that chants them, for the fans who chant them. So let's, let's, let's keep quiet and just whatever happens, happens and we'll play whoever we play. Okay. Uh,
2: Excellent advice. Um, especially you know, everyone's getting excited, everyone's getting giddy. Um, but what I was going to say real quick is that you've done a lot of great things, and you have a lot of great accomplishments, and you have a lot of skills. I don't believe you know the words to the national anthem. So, you oh, can't... I know. I mean, I know the words to the national
3: anthem, but if I was singing it, game, I would, I would, I would mess the words up. You would first... <laughs> well, you would look at fun. that, Nate all the text message. We're doing our podcast about what he said. What he he say? He said, that means a lot coming from you. um kissy face emoji. <laughs> so I, I texted him last night. I knew, you know, I just texted him after the game. Um I said, the Nate, I know would have gone at least eight. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed, he laughed and he, he replied this, I got a message back from him in the morning. And it said like, uh, I had a couple 10 pitch at bats in there. Needed, to, need to, need to get the, you know, need to, let me see, I'll, I'll pull it up real fast. Hold on. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: He said, I had two at bats that went over 10 pitches. Have to quit trying so hard and just execute my pitches. And then I just said, you're my favorite pitcher. Oh. So.
2: Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. And
3: that, that, Nate, that's, and that got the. Nate, Nate's an all-time. Nate's an all-time favorite for me, man. He's they don't they don't get much better than than, than Nate. So always rooting for him, regardless of where he's at, who he's playing for.
2: All right, so tell me about Nate. So you know we we can talk about the Rangers, but tell me about Nate because you know that was you you and I you you were obviously rode with him through 2018, through that run, and now everyone's waking up and saying, oh, wait a second, this guy is really, really good. He's one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. But, you know, I, so I looked at this, Brock. So he, his team, I think he's had 13 postseason appearances. His team has lost three times, right? But the three times have, have been – the first time he lost was the 18-inning game. That doesn't even count. That's a win. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, that was a, that was a win. Yeah,
2: I think I was
3: just I was just watching MOB Network and, and that's what they were talking about. He was like six and three or seven and three in in the postseason with like As a, a starter. Sub three, yeah, with a sub three ERA and and one of his losses was the seven inning performance that he that he pitched in in eighteen that you know pretty much saved our. Entire pitching staff and and allowed us to go on a to well. Win t- series, take yeah.
2: take me through take me through that because that's really where that like the legend was born with Nate because um, you know we all we I was up in the press box eating 800 Dodger dogs but it was you know from your perspective as that was unfolding. And I remember Joe, um, my co-author, said that almost like everybody said, "No, Nate, don't go out there, man. Don't do it." Don't or felt that way and. And even Cora was like, it seemed like maybe he was like, hey, don't do it. You're like, you're a free agent, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. He, he was just going to keep going. So he pitched six relief innings at 97 pitches. Um, So take me through, like, from your perspective of that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think in the moment it was just like, I think in the moment it was just like, let's get this game over with, right? Like, um, what's taking so long? Like, can we score for, like, and then, you know, when we score, can we hold them? It was just like one of those things. Like you you said you were eating 18 Dodger dogs. I could have used a couple, you know. I think we all could have used a couple Dodger dogs in that. That's what Porcello
2: that said, too. He said, well, I said, what, that, do you, what do you remember about that? He's like, I remember I was starving.
3: Oh, my God. Like, And I can say it now because I'm out of it, but I think I've said it before. It was like I've, I never thought I would be in a World Series game and just like – all right, Red Sox, we didn't score. It's the 17th inning. Like, okay, I'm kind of rooting for the Dodgers here to score a run. So we can just go home. We'll win tomorrow, you know? Like, that's kind of where I was at. Like, I started the game at second, and then I ended up in left field. And I was in left field just kind of rooting for the Dodgers at, at that point. Like, hey, okay, th- this is enough is enough. Like, we've got to play again tomorrow, so let's speed this process up. Um, But I think in the moment, man, it was just like – going out again and then like we didn't score oh he's going out again oh he's doing it again like and it just over and over and over and it was like he's at at that point it was like he's not coming out until we either win or we lose right and you know I think all of us were kind of in the back of our minds like dude take it easy you know like you're a free agent like this is big for you um but knowing Nate that probably never crossed his mind. Like he was in it to the end till we, till we won and he, he went out and, 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 and won it for us or we lost. And unfortunately, unfortunately we were on the losing end, but um, I mean, you see the, 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 the video of him coming off and everyone's standing there waiting for him to come off the field, hugging him, high-fiving him, patting him on the back. And as soon as we got to the clubhouse, you know, it wasn't like a somber, oh, shit, we just lost this game. It was like AC had us ready to just celebrate what Nate had done for us. And that was a huge point in the series for for everyone, I think. I mean, obviously, it saved our bullpen, um, and we were able to, you know, to, to finish it out the next two games. But um, Nate is a freaking legend. For that, And, I mean, he continues to go out and perform and um, just one of the best human beings you'll ever meet in the game. And a top – see why I said it on MLB Network, a top three teammate for him. He's like, which is – that's wild for me to say because uh, position player, pitcher, you know. But he is, man. Like, I don't think anyone that's ever played with him will tell you or can tell you a, a, a bad thing about Nate as a as a pitcher, as a person, as a teammate, as a father, as a friend, as a husband. So um, he's an easy guy to root for. Um, and to see him go out and, and, and throw the way that he's been throwing is is so much cool to watch. It's just so cool to watch.
2: And so the weird thing is that you – I don't know. I don't imagine you knew him or knew him very well before he was traded in July of that year. So it was only a couple months – Right. That you were around yeah. him. And I don't know if if you had a good sense of by then of what he was and who he was and what he could do, um, because remember, Brock, in that year in September, he was struggling, man. Like he got off to this unbelievable start. I think two eight innings shutouts. I mean, I'm sorry, two uh, appearances of eight innings and he shut out both times. Um, and then he struggled September, and then he hit the postseason, and, like, boom, there it was. So I don't know if you get that sense, like, hey, this is what we have in this guy, or this is who he is by then or not.
3: So, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, everybody talks about, you know, everything leading up to that. But I think at that point in his career, I think, you know, as players, we're like, dude, this guy is good. You know, like, regardless of how he's pitching in September leading up to the postseason, it's like, he throws a 100, he's got a nasty split, he throws strikes, like, he's he's good, right? So it's like, it's one of those things where I don't think anyone really thought, like, oh, he's struggling, this isn't going to be good for us. It's like, oh, Nate's pitching, like, we've got a chance, you know? It's like the, the, the whole David Price thing, too. It's like, you know, everyone talked about his struggles in the postseason, like, Give me David Bryce in the postseason anytime, right? Yeah. Because, like, he's good. He's a good pitcher. Like, has he had bad outings? Yes. But, um, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards, you know, more so of like what, what you've done throughout your career as opposed to what you've right. done lately. It's I, also, I know it's it- also how
2: you feel as a teammate. I mean, I can, you know, it's how you guys feel. You guys know better, honestly, yeah. than we do.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's like, yeah, I didn't know Nate. You know, great. Right? You know, obviously he got traded over and, and came to us late, but I, I always knew that. My damn Nate. Like, I don't want to face him. You know. So, yeah. like, as a as a as a player, it's like, dude, this guy's got unbelievable stuff. Like he's going to be just fine and and when he's on the mound we've got a chance to win so um I don't think that ever crossed anybody's mind um I mean I think he struggled this September too granted he he was coming back from an injury and he didn't rehab you know he just kind of got back into the big leagues and kind of rehabbed his way to where he's at now but give him the ball anytime any day anytime and he's going to give you a chance to win and That's all you can really ask for.
2: So I I had said this, Brock. You know, listen. I mean, negotiations are negotiations, and decisions are decisions. And you know, they. You get to this point. Sorry, you made a bad decision by not prioritizing Nathan Ovaldi. It just is. It's just. It's so. It is what it is. But you to have a guy to have a pitcher in the postseason or in an important game that you don't have any doubt about, about how they're going to handle it. As a player, holy mackerel, because in 2013, you went through, the, you guys, you know, Lester, right? It's like, um you've had seen from afar other guys. That guy is going to act absolutely deal when it counts the most. And I tweeted out after the first inning last night, I said, here we go, playoff Nate. And and I had every confidence that he was going to end up exactly where he did, giving up one run over six and something innings, and there it is. As a player, that must be like that is priceless, man.
3: Well, I mean, it, it at that point it's like I mean everything's so numbers driven now, you know, and like analytic, analytically driven. But it's like those guys like that are so important to a clubhouse to a pitching staff, like he's going to take the ball. Um, and you know what you're getting from him. Um, and and that's huge, especially for like, you know, if you've got a team that, that's, that's young, you know, a young pitching staff to watch a guy like Nate go about his business. Um, he's going to talk you through some stuff. He's going to help out. Um, he's a good teammate. He's good in the clubhouse. Like all that stuff should matter when it comes to, um money when it comes when it comes to money <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to like looking at a player and and whether or not we should re-sign him or sign him or whatever like when you have a guy like that and you know who he is it it, it makes it harder to understand how you didn't bring him back or or re-sign him or want him want him to be a part of your team Um, and he's shown it this year with the Rangers. Um, I mean, you listen to guys talk about him as soon as he got in the clubhouse. He's, he's going to the bullpens of guys in spring training and watching them. He's talking to them after he's like a, he's, he's like a, a backup pitching coach, right? Like he's, he's watching them. He's, he's, he's teaching them things. He's asked, you know, he's, you know, if they've got questions, they're going to Nate. Um, he's just one of those guys, man, where you want him on your team. Um, I mean, like I said, he he goes out and he shows, you know, he shows up in the postseason, the biggest in the biggest games, and I mean, seven innings, no walks, um, you know, and I, you know, I get kind of, you know, gave him a little hard time with that text message, and he comes back and he's like, well, yeah, I, you know, I had <laughs> a couple of couple of bats here where you know, ten pitch at bats, I should have, you know, just asked, getting my pitches better, but like, um. He's a gamer, man. It's he's different. a gamer, and and he, he's fun to watch. You know, he threw, and he's, he threw, he's he, fun to watch. He's easy to root for.
2: He threw it more. I think I saw CJ Nikowski tweet this out. I think he threw more strikes than last night than anybody, like, in the postseason, and whatever, last 10 years or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. here's a message to Nate Evaldi. You're, you're good enough. Don't worry about it. We love you. It. Yeah, we love you. All right, last couple things is number one. I wanna this is gonna be a tough one because like I don't I want a good Nate Evaldi story, but I obviously I don't want the this is happening on the field and he did this. Like and and Nate is like you know him. I know him, but you know him better. And he's he's sort of like a a you know soft spoken business you know all business guy. You know he'll smile when someone tells a joke, but he's not going to yeah. follow it up with a, probably another joke. Um, but so if you have any good stories at all, and then I want your best because you also have to re- represent the state of Texas in your Rangers, your best Ranger story as a fan or as a player. Um, so we'll start with. Uh, am I putting you on the spot too much? Do you want? Do you need me to keep no, talking? I mean, about if, it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking right now, man. Nate is just. I'm trying to think of a, a specific, a specific name. Like what,
2: what do you like bench press 500 pounds? That,
3: well, that's as soon as you, as soon as you told me that, like I, that's what I was thinking. It's like, you see this guy <laughs> go out and throw, you know, the way, he, you know, he goes out and pitches or whatever. And then he goes straight to the weight room and he's deadlifting, like every weight in the, in the gym, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. That's probably why, you know, dude, he's a freak. The guy's a freak man. Like, just super strong, just an absolute horse. And, um, but like, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it if you didn't see it. Right. Like obviously he's, he's built well and and you could tell on the mound, but it's like just his personality and stuff. Like you wouldn't know that he's an animal like that without actually seeing it with your own eyes. Um, um, but I think for me, man, Nate, just in general, I've said it over and over in this in the, the short time that we've been talking. But it's like he's just an easy guy to easy guy to root for, and regardless of where he's at, what team he plays for, what he's doing, it's like you want him to be successful. Um, and whenever you hear a teammate talk about him, it's always in a positive light, and it's like this guy is awesome. And I think that that speaks volumes um, to who he is. And he's always asking about, asking about the fa- your family and how are you doing and how's Lakin and how are the boys? Like it just, he's just a good person, man. And it's, it's fun to watch guys like that be successful and, and, and do the things that he's, he's yeah. been doing. So like hey, I said, hey, man, I'm, I, I root hard for Nate Uvalde and, um, you know he's one of my he's one of my my favorite teammates that I've ever had. And, um, I think a lot of people would say the same thing.
2: And he responds to your text, too, which is another oh, know, absolutely, the yeah. Cab. I mean that's that's to me like that's it. Let's go. Um, so little Brock Holt going to Rangers games is the last thing Brock. Little Brock Colt going to Rangers games. Maybe you have a favorite memory. Maybe it's when bigger Brock Holt was playing for the. One of the uh, the most memorable teams in baseball history, the 2021 Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah, the double-A Rangers
3: it was that time. year. That's you what had, we might have been, yeah. been the high-A Rangers that year.
2: You you had a good – all I remember this is that you tortured the Red Sox. You had a good game. You beat the Red Sox one game. So – Joe, man, I'm like, listen, dude, you guys chose uh, Jonathan
3: Arauz over me. <laughs> like, you could have done better. <laughs> <Who> I'm. <laughs> that's probably why you're gone. (laughs) Uh, Uh, so you got a um, good one. I think, yeah, I think, dude, I have a lot of memories, man. Like just going to the park, um, growing up, uh, I had different, I had different favorite players every year. Um, when I was younger, um, Rusty Greer was a big one for me. Um, Royce Clayton. I loved Royce Clayton when he played short for the Rangers. Um, I caught a foul ball from Royce Clayton one oh, time. You did? I remember that. Yeah, that was Is that cool. your only one? As I think fan. that was the only. Yeah, I think that's the only foul ball I've ever caught as a fan. Um so I remember that, but the Rusty Greer thing, um me and my dad went to um Kenny Rogers perfect game. Ooh, whenever he this- threw a perfect game for the Rangers. Um so that was that's that's a memory that I look back on. That's that's, you know, obviously I don't remember much about it. I was young, but um Remember going to the game with my dad and Rusty Greer making a uh, couple diving catches, um, real good catches to, to, to help preserve, to help save the, the perfect game. So, um, getting to be in attendance for that was pretty cool. Um, and then obviously, regardless of how bad we were, uh, in 21, I think just playing for, you know, playing for your childhood team, your favorite team growing up was, was cool for me. Um, just getting to be a part of it. Um, Putting on the Texas Ranger uniform, you know. So, um, like I said, um, Boston Boston's home. Red Sox are my team, but um, y'all always have a little bit of Texas Ranger in me, and, and 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 root for them. So it's it's fun for me to see some of these guys that that I played with, um, you know, because that was a big thing when I was there. It's like, hey, man, I hope y'all get get the opportunity to to be on a winning team and to have a winning winning. Organization winning team and 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 get to the playoffs and, and and they're getting to experience some of this so it's it's fun to watch guys like Nathaniel Lowe um, who I'm a big fan of get to, get to do it um, some of the other guys that, that were there when I was there uh, Adolis Garcia um,
2: yeah could I'm you see could you see got, could you see that they were going to be good uh, eventually um,
3: I had conversations with John Daniels when he was there um and even even see why and I'm like listen I, I could see it but I knew that there had to be some additions right it's like you're only as good as the players you you have on on the field the roster that you you create um so in conversations that I did have with JD and see why I'm like you guys got to get some you guys got to get some good players in here that like play every day and mm-hmm. like who veteran type players. Because when I was there, like I was the only, I was the oldest guy on the team and I was mm-hmm. 30. I guess I was 30. I was 21, 33. Yeah. I was the oldest guy on the team. Um,
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, led headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay eligible items. Only exclusions apply.
3: Um, Jordan Lyles had more service time, but he was younger than me. Um, Kyle Gibson was there, but he got traded. Um, Ian Kennedy, same thing. Um, but after those guys got traded, I was the oldest guy on the team. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm the veteran. And, like, I should probably be a little, a little bit more vocal and, like, kind of lead guys a little bit better and, and show them kind of how to do things. But there's a difference between Brock Holt, who signed a minor league deal, to come play here and d- doesn't even play every day, like being that guy, as opposed to when you had Adrian Beltre here playing third base every day, hitting third, like mm. there's a difference there. So like, you need some guys like that. And then they go out and sign Seager and Simeon who play up the middle every single day. Right. And then they sign guy, they sign Nate the next year. Um, so I knew that they, there needed to be some changes in, in, in roster construction. Um, some guys that they had were good players, um, like Nate, um, Nathaniel. Now, um, Adolis was great for us in 21, um, set, set rookie records for home runs and RBIs for the Rangers. So like, you know, you plug those guys in and take some pressure off of them with guys like Seager, with guys like Simeon. Um, and then you needed some pitching and and they went out and went out and got it. But, um, that was a thing. Like some of the guys, like when, when I was there, Isaiah kind of palefa would ask me every bus trip, dude, what's the difference, man? What's the difference between teams like, you know, guy like us. And then like the Red Sox where you guys won. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you want me to be honest? I was like, good players. Right. Like, like you're like, we had good players. Like, yeah, I, I, I had some good, good moments for the Red Sox, but like, I wasn't expected to do much. Right. It was like, whatever I gave you was, was bonus. Like we had Mookie, we had JD, we had bogey, we had Devers at that time. He was young, but, um, Jackie, Benny, like we had good players, man. And if you have enough good players that, you know, you've got to have the superstar guys who play, who play every day, who, who put up numbers. Um, but then those role player guys are are become just as important um, in, in winning teams, and um, I think CY's has done a great job of going out and getting guys that he wanted, yep. and guys that would that would be able to come in and and do what they needed to do. And, and Seager and Simeon, I, I don't think he gets m- much better up the middle than those two. Um, and then add the pitching, add the pitching that you've added. Um, I mean you think about it, if everybody was healthy, you'd have DeGrom oh, crazy All Scherzer, like it'd be a different it'd be a different, completely different team, right? Um but I think they've done a good job of, you know, calling guys up, obviously. Um Josh Young, he was he was kind of he was kind of right on the verge when I was there, um, and they liked him a lot. He just had a couple, you know, couple freak injuries happen to where it kind of slowed his it slowed his development and his, his getting to the big leagues a little bit. Um, but now he's up there and granted, if he, he didn't get hurt, he might have won rookie of the year this year. That Evan Carter kid that called up 21 yeah. year old kid. Yeah. So like you've got guys, but if you want to win, like you've got to look at your roster and be like, okay, we need this, you know, and if that's available in free agency, like you go out and you get it. Um, that's why I that's why I love Dave Dombrowski so much because he literally like he looked at the roster. He's like, all right, we're pretty good, but we need we need another big bat in the lineup, DH. All right, let's go. JD JD's available. All right, let's get him. You know, like we need another starter. All right, well, we can trade for sale. But we yeah. got to give up Yoan Moncada for him. Deal. <laughs> give, give me sale. Right, yeah. like. Oh, Kimbrel, we need a closer. All right, let's go get the, the greatest closer of all time. Arguably, I
2: I right? I'd I'd tell this, I, I've been saying this a lot lately because obviously uh, how team building happens has been in, in the news and in conversation. I said, Dombrowski literally said, we're going to trade for a closer and we're going to sign a starting pitcher. Next thing you know. He's outbidding everyone by $40 million for David Price, he's trending like five guys for Craig Kimbrel, And yeah. you know what? The only guy that came back, Mar- Manuel Margot, had to go to a whole other organization to be useful.
3: Exactly. So, that's that's the thing, man. Like, everybody, like, granted, like, you need, you need prospects, right? You need guys that, you know, because all these guys who are successful now in the big leagues who are superstars, they were once prospects. But there's a lot of prospects who don't.
2: No, you got to pick – You gotta, that's right? what Dabrowski did too. He picked
3: the right ones. So, but yeah, and it's like give me, give me a major league – a really good major league baseball player who's proven it over a prospect that I know nothing about. I don't know if he's going to – I don't know if he's going to pan out or not. Like give me a major league player who's proven it year in and year out over a prospect. Like, you can't trade away all of them because you need some of them. Like, mm. you have to have some good young players be able to come up and and help your team, you know? Like, I mean, that's kind of the way we were built with the Red Sox. Like, we had the veteran guys who had been there, you know, the David Ortiz's, the Dustin Pedroia's. But then you start calling up the Mookies, the Jackies, the Bennies. And, and they get to be around those guys. And then you add free agents from here and there. Like, okay, look, we've got these guys. We've got the veteran guys. We, we need a few more pieces. These guys are available. Like, let's add them. And they've got to be the right guys, man. Like, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. You can't just go out and get good players and, you know, think that it's going to like camaraderie and, and, and clubhouse culture like that matters big time in the grand scheme of things. It's like you go out and and, and add, you know, like when we, when we had Hanley, like Hanley played well for us, but like as soon as, as soon as we, as soon as he, we got rid of him, like the clubhouse was completely different Mm. and so much more positive, better vibes. Like it, it, it matters. Like, um, so and I loved Hanley. Like Hanley was Hanley was great, but, um, but it's you got to have like it's like one bad egg can 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 right. ruin it for everybody. You know, it's it's, and, read,
2: it's reading the room, right? I mean, you have to read the room, and beat. that's that's why you could be a GM. I think you could be a GM. I'm gonna say, you know what, right I'm gonna now. call
3: Sam, I'm gonna call Sam Kennedy whenever I get off the phone here, and, and I hear they're looking. So um, well. Listen, Uh, I'm trying to get involved, man. I want to be involved, um, to get back involved somehow. And obviously like I've been trying to get back to Boston. I've been not moved back to Boston. i you know, if, if the Holtz ever moved anywhere other than where we're at right now, it would be back in Boston just because we loved it so much. But I've been trying to get back to Boston and, and the Red Sox organization for, since I left, you know, like I never wanted to leave, um, in in after 19 season like i wanted to resign there i wanted to end my career there um so i've been trying to get back and um we'll see what happens um but i want to get back involved somehow and um you know i'd like to i'd like to i'd like to test out kind of that just get get my foot in the door and try and try and see what that that side of things is like the front office side you know because I would love to be back in uniform and 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 helping out on the field and coaching and stuff, but right now, I, I, being at home with the boys and Lakin is 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 that that's more important to me than than anything else, and and um, I uh, I just can't can't jump back into that schedule right right the second you know. I think I think, right you,
2: I think you'd be good at it. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here and I'm staring at you. Like I, I actually think you'll be good at it. So I will write you a letter of reference. Yeah, and write me t-
3: your letter of recommendation. Send it to whoever. I don't know if you sent who you send that to, but
2: well I don't um, I don't know either. <laughs> just
3: send it just send it to Fenway Park. Someone will read it.
2: <laughs> to whom it may concern. <laughs> to whom it may concern. Yeah. Brock, Brock Holt uh-huh. is the best. He should be a Gina. Yeah, he's the best. He should be,
3: do something.
2: I don't know <laughs> <He> should, what. <laughs>
3: shoot give him a, give him a give him a freaking hot dog uh, do hot dog you to, do you want me
2: just, do you want me to send it where i cut out the letters of a magazine like a hostage letter? yeah do whatever you have to do <laughs> right.
3: do whatever you have to do
2: all right well listen you're a texas legend you're you're a legend in multiple states and multiple you, areas hey you America. know who's a
3: legend you know who's a legend though look i i put this shirt on specifically for this um since joe kelly is your author yeah, it's your co-author. This yeah. is Ashley. This is Ashley. She's she made me this shirt. It's women, It's my woman crush Wednesday. <laughs> so I put this on the shout out Kelly family. But um,
0: uh, but it was, that, a, big, it was that, a big is that her joke. is that her I mean, that's her
3: that's her that's oh. her. I mean, I think it's supposed to be her. <laughs> um, but so it was a kind of a joke, like. Um That Joe Joe was was Lakin's man crush Monday, and 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 Ashley was my woman crush Wednesday. So I think they they had us they had these shirts made, and um I think Lakin has one with Joe on it. But I don't I don't know if she's still got it. But I'm I'm never get I'm never getting rid of my Ashley my Ashley Kelly shirt.
2: Can you believe this is like again? I I was out there Brock a couple of weeks ago, and you walk into the gate. You literally walk into the gate, and there's this thirty foot wall of Joe Mar- Cal- Mar- Mar- what, Mariachi what Joe Mariachi Joe. Yeah, Joe. There's a thirty foot mural of a of a middle relief picture.
3: <laughs> Unbelievable, dude! Just well, the impact he's just the impact he's made just from being Joe, right? Like, yeah, he's awesome.
2: Well, we'll uh we'll all get together and uh again, I appreciate your time and your expertise and your awesomeness. So thank you. Absolutely,
3: Rob. Always always love talking to you, man. You're one of my favorites.